Hey, this is Alex with Bass and Brews. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Welcome to another Bass and Brews podcast. Your weekly distraction from quality podcast content is right here. We had a little, we had a little bit of fishing with a lot of fun mixed in. We got a good show for you tonight. We got Jason from Kylie. I'm having a brain fart already. Look at me. See, look, y'all. Alex is coming back really soon, and thank goodness because we'll get back to being the professional podcast we were before he left. Anyway, we'll get into that. We got Jason here. We got my boy Jordan here. We're going to bring him in. We're going to get this started. Y'all check out Hookset Hoodlums. Great fishing apparel. Check them out on the socials. Use Heels, H-E-E-L-S-10, for a 10% discount. Tell them I sent you. Let's bring our guest in. Jason Jordan, what's up, fellas? How y'all today? What's up? Man, ain't, ain't nothing much. Ain't nothing much. We're just sitting here. I'm glad to have y'all on. It's a great Tuesday night. It's warming up here in the Carolinas. I hope it is down in the Tennessee, uh, up over yonder in the Tennessee area for y'all. Got got it's, some good fishing coming your way, I think. I hope. Yeah, it's it's a little chilly still this week. There was there was a fair amount of frost on my on my truck the last two mornings. I'm a uh, I'm very much looking forward to coming down uh, to South Carolina for the classics. It looks like it's going to be about 10 degrees warmer there than it is here this weekend. Yeah. I tell you what, we've had some that inner, we've had that, that false spring weather as folks like to call it here, where we'll get those 70, 75 degree days and then it'll be 28, 30 and high 44 and rainy. And that was uh, kind of what we had this last weekend. Well, what kind of, it was what we had this past weekend at our first uh, local tournament, and it was uh, it was it was a little bit sporty. It was a little bit sporty. It's windy and cold. And I think some of those guys down in Murray experienced it quite well themselves. You uh you you had a uh, did you have big bass in your event this weekend? I did, man. I stuck a damn pig um, donkey. <laughs> I mean, it is big girl. Is a big girl. She was 23 and a quarter, uh, eight pounds, six ounce. And I, it, it was, is a big fish caught on a rattle trap, about three foot of water. Um, I didn't have my net cause I've been taking my son fishing. And so if people have watched some of my recent uh, Instagram videos. <laughs> you'll see one where we got a bow fin on. He's like, get the net, get the net, get the net. I'm like, I ain't got the net. And there's a, 
four or five second pause. He goes, what? Maybe next time you should bring the net. (laughs) 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 I don't bring the net. Take three, you know, three or four fishing poles. I don't have my, they, I don't have my crate in the back. So I got to put them all beside me and stuff. It's just too much stuff. And I'll be damned if I didn't leave up out of here. I, I loaded everything up Thursday. I was so excited. Everything was rigged, loaded up. I'm paddling. I have about an hour pedal to where I went. I get there, I start fishing. And after about 30 minutes, I'm like, son of a, I, I left my damn, I left my damn net. And I'm like, something terrible is going to happen today. But I had I had lost a five or six pounder the weekend before there. What hook good rattle trap, and I caught eighteen and a half. Uh, that fish was was not hooked good. It had two two of the back three trebles in its mouth, so it was it was hooked good. But the big one, I didn't see it until it first came up, and I've got video I'm editing that'll come out. But when I saw it, it swam and then came up by the boat, and I could tell it wasn't hooked good. And so I throw the pole down and I, I start grabbing line and get it right up to the boat. And it did one little head shake. And then it took me like it opened its mouth and I grabbed it. I had both hands on it. <laughs> it was, but I had, it had one, the back treble, one hook of the back treble in its mouth. And it wasn't, I mean, it fell out when I, it was, it fell out, but I got lucky with it. But then like when I catch fish, I throw them in the net and I hang the net off the, the Hobie. And so I got this this big ass fish in my hand. I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's like the first time I've ever been kayak fishing in a tournament because I've got the death grip on it. Like my hands are cramping up. I'm holding it so tight. But I figured it out. I got my little fish grip things, and and that helped out. But yeah, it was a pig, man. It was uh, the biggest fish I've caught, second biggest fish I've ever caught, and the biggest fish I've caught in a long time. I was shaking. It was it was just one of those man got your blood rolling. Shoot, yeah. I'm I'm always paranoid to put. I'm always paranoid to put a fish on in back in the water. I mean, I I don't I don't set a fish down unless it's on the board and I'm already taking pictures. Yep. Um, I'm I'm so I don't I don't I don't set it in the boat. I don't put fish grips on it. I don't donkey leash it. I don't net it. I mean, it's it's Mm -hmm. in the hand. Everything else is one at a time, fish mm-hmm. in one hand until I get everything ready. I, that yeah, that drives me crazy. I, and, you know, I don't have a problem putting in the net. I, I've never had anything happen. The net, I've got um, I've got a, a long, you know, I, I feel comfortable with that. But the, the little fish grips, even when I put it back in the water, I had the fish grips, so I still have my hand on that damn thing. Because, you know, I just obviously didn't want to let it go. And I I knew it would play for big fish. And I was hoping to catch some more. It was it was a tough day fishing. I think only about half the field caught fish. Um, everybody but the guy who won first only caught two or less. Um, and he had, uh, I think, a 16, couple 14s and a 12, maybe something like that. Uh, but there was there's a couple bass boat tournaments there. One of the bass boat tournaments, first place had uh, 39 pounds. Wow. Second place had 35 pounds. Wow. And, I mean, that's, though, that's. You imagine dropping, pulling in 35 pounds and then coming in second? <laughs> I, 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 at Jordan Lake, 
at Jordan Lake. It's always like when I caught that one, people started texting me after it uploaded because it was late in the day. I think I had an hour and a half left or something. People started texting me. I'm like, nope, shit ain't over till it's over. Somebody might not have this because I had to, I even had to upload the the uh, low low image photos. So I this that lake man. There's some there's Jordan Jordan Biggs hashtag Jordan Biggs. How about y'all? Joe, do any fishing this weekend? I uh, I went down to uh, Georgia Bass Nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, went down to Ufala, uh where I uh, finished second in TOC and was very excited to go back down there and and motor around where I'd caught some fish and a couple months ago and went down there. There was a lot, 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 lot of boat traffic. Um, and I, I was told the bite was fantastic. The water temp was in the mid-60s. Um, alligators were making noises there were snakes out i mean it by all means it was moving by central and it was like 41 degrees the the morning of the tournament after it being like 85 you know the last three days and uh caught one on a jackhammer early got pumped i was like man i'm about to stroke them if they're eating a jackhammer i mean i'd take pliers and you know rip it out of its mouth i mean it was nice hooked and i was like all right cool and then I think I had eight bites total and broke two off, including one that was a monster. I mean, probably like a, you know, 22, 23 that I was kind of flipping grass mats with. And, um, yeah, the rest of them, I mean, I'd, I'd get them up towards the boat and then they just open their mouth and the jackhammer would come out of it. So, uh, I don't, I don't know what the deal was. They just weren't eating it right or something or just had the tail or something. I don't, I don't know, but I think, um, uh, Dylan, uh, Lowry, one of the guys that I've traveled with and stayed with, uh, good dude, finished, finished first, finished first. That's kind of like his, his home leg. So he was really excited. Um, and then, uh, I think, um, like fourth place, I think was the last place that got paid. It was like 80, uh, 80 or so. And then, um, they, they qualified down to like 15th place, I think for their state championship, mm-hmm. which was like. They had like three fish. It was like 45 inches or something like that. And mm-hmm. I was I was tearing up because I, I really wanted to go back down to Seminole for their state championship in November. Um, but that, that didn't happen. I, I had plenty of opportunities. They just didn't exactly work out in my favor. But, you know, it was it was yeah. fun. I'd, I'd do it again. <laughs> That's fishing for you. How about you, Jason? No, it's been a pretty, quiet, pretty quiet winter. I went down to Chick, I guess, last week in the bass boat. And, uh, it was it was good weather. Fish the fish it was high and muddy from all the rains, but I mean fishing's been a little stingy down there. We got on a few, but nothing uh nothing fantastic to write home about, to be honest. Gotcha. Well let's we we, we kinda got into this. Let's let's do a little introduction first. First we got as our guest co host tonight is reigning Hobie BOS AOI champion, Mr. Jordan Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> He's been a previous guest, and uh, it was a, it was a fun, great episode. We talked a long time, ended ended a little abruptly, but that tends to happen when you got me leading shit going two hours, four hours somewhere in there. <laughs> Tonight, our guest is Jason McCormick for fishing for sh- soldiers, mm-hmm. and we're going to hear about that tonight. Hear about the tournament that he 
puts on, which has been going, what, just five or eight years? This is our eighth year now. Eight years. Eighth year coming up, so we're going to hear about that. So folks over in their area, and we'll – We'll get into the details of that. Y'all, y'all be looking forward to that. All right, y'all. What y'all got anything to crack open tonight? I do. What we drinking? We have uh, since Crown Peach is apparently impossible to find. We have moved <laughs> on to uh, Ensign Red Peach. So we went with that with a little bit of sweet tea. So I'm drinking some uh, hard, hard peach sweet tea tonight. Oh, nice. Look, look. I tell you what. You come down here to the Carolinas. During the summer, I grew up on a peach farm. I get, I, we'll, we'll get peaches, and we'll nice. make our own ground royal peach. Now you might even language. have some peach, homemade peach wine we can sample as well. Tonight, I got a new one, and for the first time in a long time, I got a beer tonight because I've lost like eight pounds. So <laughs> I'm going to ruin it tonight with a Wicked Weed Freak, because ah, I'm a freak. And I guess it's and, and Jordan forgot because he's a working man. <laughs> oh, I, I, I got i got off work about an hour ago came home and was like i was like oh my gosh i i, I ran up here and, and bum bum some bum some power my my little outbuilding here is beside my mom and papa's house and we we all know how that went last time uh <laughs> i uh so, so i had to come in here and knock on their door and run run the extension cord out to their house real quick and get get well not changed so i still got my work shirt on we get you know correct apparel on so I look like I know what I'm talking about, and uh, we're 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 hydrating after after a 12 hour day at work. So there 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 we go. It's look I'm 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 on the I'm sitting on the stump saying that that's that's vodka, and he's just calling it water for that's a sponsor. Right. That's right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Round two then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, I appreciate y'all coming on. I know we got in talking some fishing and stuff. So, so Jason, we we, yes. we want to know what what brought you to where you're sitting, talking to these two ugly ass knuckleheads right here and now. What's your fishing journey that puts you in front of George Marshall and Paul Roberts on Bass and Brews? So the abridged version, uh, I've been fishing since before I can walk. My father fished for a living on the Bassmaster Tour when I was before I was born. Uh, late 70s on in the 80s and um, my mom gave me the ultimatum when I was born quit traveling raise your kids or you need to get out so my dad quit uh, I've been in a bass boat since before I can walk um, with him and I fished my whole life and I moved here to Tennessee and John Champion and Joey Hungate and a handful of guys uh, Justin Spradlin those guys here locally they started this this kayak thing kind of going on, I don't know, 10 years ago, before it was cool. And um, I borrowed a boat. I borrowed everything. I was a hot mess. And they're like, hey, come have fun on Thursday night. And I did. I had a lot of fun. Um, and, man, my pictures, they ain't a whole lot better now than they were 10 years ago. But I was a hot mess. I had stuff everywhere, breaking things. Uh, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, so it kind of led – into i wanted my own boat i wanted my own gear i wanted to be my own angler so it's taken me a while but i'm finally in the boat i want i got a you know hobie pa 14 and uh this event though it started eight years ago uh, i was sitting where i work yes what's this event yes 
So fishing for soldiers. That's great, great idea. Good question. So fishing for soldiers. <laughs> look, um, look, I might sound like a bumbling idiot on here, but I'm solely here to ask the good questions. Well, like Jordan Marshall. That. Like Jordan Marshall. I think you should bring down your old sun dolphin, Nick, <laughs> to Santee to relive your first Santee trip. If if that boat makes it to Santee, I'm gonna fill it full of, of diesel and I'm gonna push it out through there and, and throw a match out in it and just let that sucker just nice little bonfire blowing out in the middle of the lake out there, just catching on fire. That's that's how we're gonna warm the water up if we get a cold front down there. I'm just letting you know because I'm tired of fishing in cold fronts. It's gonna look like a Viking longship with a with with Ragnar Lothbrook. Being pushed out to sea, getting burnt after he died, huh? Yeah, c- ceremonial Viking burial on Santa Cooper. <laughs> y'all, y'all stay tuned. It's getting gnarly and warm up in here. The springtime's coming quick. Hell yeah! All right, Jason, go ahead. If you don't, if you haven't listened to the podcast, there'll be some interruptions here and there. Oh yeah, that's all good. All right, fishing um, for soldiers. Yeah, so fishing for soldiers. So um, I joined the army right after nine eleven. Um, I served, end up getting hurt. In a routine training jump accident, I shattered and a tibia and fibia and had it rebuilt and it ended my yeah. career. Um, and there was quite a few years where I really was maybe lost a little bit, wasn't sure what my purpose was, what I was trying to do with life in general. And um, I landed a job where I'm at now still. And uh, the guy that I worked for, he said, you know, he's like, you like fishing. He's like, you got a passion for community veterans, you know, service donating your time, all those things. He's like, why don't you do a fishing tournament? So where I work now, Clayton Holmes, they gave me a little bit of money. They said, hey, let's let's see what you can do with this little bit of money. So I did. I just, I don't know where I knew nothing about permits, insurance, all these things. <laughs> 501c3, I knew nothing about any of this stuff. And uh, I, I did it. No, and that shit first, matters. <laughs> no, it didn't matter the first year. I mean, we flew by the seat of our pants. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but what I will tell you is the passion in our community for our veterans and the turnout we had um, was unreal. The sponsorship right from the very beginning was unreal. And I was addicted to this event from the very first day. So we do bass boats, we do kayaks, we do everything. We do a fair, food, games, vendors, all this stuff. And um, it just has grown over these last eight years to where we are today, where we now have to separate the bass boats from the kayaks because the kayak division grew from 30 anglers our first year to in the 70s last year Mm. and it has just kept multiplying um the support we've had has been unreal i mean jordan's won it i think you know he he talks about all the wins and the trophies he has and you know he still says i think that that's that's absolutely one of the most special ones for sure yeah so i mean it's something that we get a lot of people from all over coming to we give away Hobie boats and I don't know fifty thousand dollars in cash and prizes every year we give away, and it's, where, it's all donated. Where's the tournament? Yeah, so uh, this year it is March twelfth, so not this weekend but the following weekend. Um, and what's unique about it is it's open to ten bodies of water, and it's all in East Tennessee. So you're looking at Chickamauga, Watts Bar, Fort Loudon, Teleco, Holston, French Broad, Cherokee Norris, all those lakes here on the eastern chain. And um, we give 
a virtual captain's meeting the night before, so there's no required gathering, because I understand people are going to be fishing multiple hours away. Uh, and I do give them on tournament day a two-hour drive window to get to our weigh-in, um, where we cater food for everybody. That's where all the prizes are. We're giving away our boats. Um, so, yeah, it's those any one of those lakes that you choose. Um, it kind of suits everybody a little differently. You know, if you're a river guy, kind of like Jordan here, you know, you got the Holston French Broad, you got all those options. If you're a Chickamauga guy, you, you know, you got that in play. Um, and uniquely enough, it never is one in the same place. So, you know, we've had Chickamauga play on a win. We've had Watts Bar play on a win. Uh, we had, I think, Douglas finish in the top three last year, which nobody probably saw that coming. Um, so it, it's kind of unique. It, it Your skill set, wherever you fish and you're comfortable, really you're still in the game. And where – so I'm guessing with the do, – do you have a weigh-in for the bass boats or the boating division and then the length-in for kayaks? And did they compete against each other or are they separated out into boats and then man-powered vessels? So um, for the first six years, we had everything on the same day and they compete in separate divisions. So kayaks are only against kayaks, bass boats are only against bass boats. Um the bass boat guys bring the fish back way at traditional way in kayak guys, everything's run through 20 X. Um, and we realized two years ago that the event was just too large and I wasn't able to get dedicate honestly, the deserved time that the kayak anglers need. Um, and I always made sure at our weigh-ins when we did weigh-ins and we handed out checks, we always did the kayak guys first. So the bass boat guys had to stay and listen to what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> when you start talking oh yeah okay they caught 80 inches of fish well start doing the math you know he's got a 20 inch fish that weighs six pounds or five pounds he's got 18 inch fish that weighs three pounds now all of a sudden they're adding it up they're like damn the dude in the plastic boat caught more fish and weighed more weight than i did and he took home more money he took home a boat you know all these things uh, so I think it opened some eyes, you know, maybe we didn't convert anybody, but I mean, I think it, it, they had a little more respect when they walked away from there that, you know, these are, these are true anglers. These guys, they're the real deal. Where, so, all right. So fishing for soldiers, what, what is the purpose of the tournament? What do what, what's the awareness or the money you're raising? Like what, what does the tournament do? Uh, on the on the back end for those that you support. Yep. So um, we are a registered nonprofit 501c3. Um, the proceeds that we raise from this event all gets donated to the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs. So the way that works is we take 25% of all entries, and that comes right off the top as a donation. Now we compensate with that by giving away you know boats and all these awesome prizes. But um, so that 25%, and then we offer a ton of raffles and auctions. So this past year we offered, um, we raffled, you know, power poles. Um, we it, have, it's a ton of raffles. I know it, he just kind of said a ton. I mean, it's a bunch. I mean, yeah. it, I, I, I've spent more money on the raffles than I have the entry <laughs> fee to get in the tournament. I go up there and throw some money down, and my hands yeah. cramp by the time I write down all them, all them raffle tickets. <laughs> 
and I'll just yeah. strategically start putting them in the bucket like that. And I'll, I'll walk <laughs> by when somebody buys a bunch and drop one in there. There's, there's, it's the best raffle there is in any event. I promise. Yeah. Hey, in the Carolinas, mm. in the Carolina, if it's a lot, it's a shit ton. <laughs> well, I don't know what, I don't know what shit ton is in numbers, but I think it might be one level above shit ton. Is somewhere okay. where we're shooting that, for every year. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty yeah. damn good. There's a uh, shit know, There's a shitterization of raffles. He's <laughs> just making up words as he goes, but I mean it's true. Shitterization. There we go. I love it's, that. That's just yeah. It's unreal uh, the support we get, um, you know, from the community, and it does. It all does go to the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs. So what what their mission is is they're a nonprofit here local in East Tennessee in Teleco Plains, and they pair service dogs with 100% disabled veterans. So they have to go through this whole process and application and they get vetted and all these things. Um, and this isn't some dog that you just, you, you know, your companion makes you feel good dog. These are dogs that actually improve life. So a quick rundown of what they are is it takes over one year to train one dog. So this veteran gets accepted in the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs. They have a dog that they think is going to pair well with them. They bring this um, veteran on site and he stays there for 30 days at the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs facility. And they train him and the dog together for those 30 days to make sure they're going to be compatible when they leave here. So you're talking about double amputees, 100% burned, you know, TBIs, all these things. Uh, these dogs truly make life doable for these veterans. Um, I've been told on more than one occasion that without their service dog, he would have been one of 22 who killed himself daily. That's what the number is for veterans every day, 22 a day commit suicide. And to hear that is, it's really impactful. Um, so it, it kind of goes beyond, you know, the training and the dog and all that. The, the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs doesn't stop there. The veteran does not pay for dog food for the life of the animal. That's completely covered by the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs also. And they also do not pay for veterinary care for the dog for the life of the animal. So it's not they just dump you off a dog and say good luck and you hope to be the best. Like they follow you through your journey of life. And are these dogs trained to, uh, you know, take a veteran of PTSD? Are, are these dogs trained to, um, to, to feel that and then to, to provide some kind of comforting? They, they it's like, I, I'm trying to explain it, but, I know that there's service dogs that understand that they 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 know how to interact with that owner to help calm yep. them down and bring them back to center. Are these dogs those type of dogs? They do. So they train each dog a little differently based on the veteran that they're going to pair them with. Okay. Um, they they can dial nine one one with specialized phones. They can open and close mm. doors. They're there for mobility assistance. Mm. They do all those things, the physical things. Oh wow! But it also is the the training to cope with, you know, the awareness of this veteran is having an episode, you know, what do I need to do? Do I need to call them out? These dogs are able to determine, you know, is this a 911 situation or, you know, is this a comforting situation? Uh, so it really does go, you know, beyond the, the companionship part to it. Uh -huh. um, they're just really well-rounded and they only place 10 or 12 dogs a year. So they're not pumping out mass production oh, wow. of dogs. Um, and it, it does, Costs roughly thirty thousand dollars to train one dog from start wow. to finish. 
So I've, I've got a two-part question. One is, wh- how, where do the dogs come from? Because I'm assuming the majority of the dogs are, are younger dogs. They're probably certain breeds like labs, uh, you know, golden retrievers that have a certain demeanor and are trainable. And then what is, what's the, what is the one thing that the Smoky Mountain uh, dog, tra- what, what's the one thing that they, they need the most? That they're lacking. You're you're 100 right. They're all labs. Every one of them they put out as a labrador. Okay. Um, they do come from specialized breeders, and they get them as young as possible uh, as puppies. Mm-hmm. Um, they spend their early years with what they call puppy raisers. They're volunteers. These dogs live with their human. They go everywhere. They're introduced to trains, vacations, you know, beaches, like everything you could think of. So there's never a surprise situation. Um, and that's a big part of their young life. And then they go on to the actual training part of it. Um, I think if you ask me what is something that they would need today, uh, I really think it always comes down to money. Um, so they are a nonprofit and only 1% of every dollar donated goes to overhead. So they own their wow, facility awesome. through grants and everything outright. They have all volunteer staff except for two paid dog trainers um so all these all these monies that are coming in it truly does go back into the organization there's not cars and vacations and meetings mm. and all these things uh which is really unheard of i think when you talk about nonprofits and things like that it, it is i uh when i worked for the federal government as a wildland firefighter we we did the the money raising um you know, they always had the, the big push for the United Way. And part of the United Way magazine that they gave you showed yeah, you know, what per dollar what you what you donated went to the 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 meat and taters of the organization, you know, yep. the non-overhead stuff, what what actually mattered. And obviously stuff with medical research, cancer and, and kids, stuff like that, uh, those margins were very low. But uh, you know, there were also a lot of them excuse me, uh, that weren't, but to know that every dollar you give this organization, 99 cents goes to the implementation and the training to, to give the veterans and those, those dogs a better life. That is huge. That is kind of unheard of. That's, that's pretty damn amazing that, that every dollar you give pretty much every damn penny of it is going to the dog and the veteran. That's pretty, that's awesome. It, it is. It's really unique in what they do. Uh, and they're very open about it. Um, anybody is invited to go to their facility to see mm. what they do, to see the training. Um, they have something that's called passing of the leash ceremony. And I always tell this to everybody who's wanting to know about them. Um, and what it is, is it's when that dog graduates and they have a huge gathering, the veterans there, their families are there other veteran chapters and organizations there, sponsors and donors are there. Uh, and it's a huge room full with manly man, right? You know, beards and, oh, I, you know, I shoot things and all those things. And those guys are all there. And um, I don't think people realize when there's a line of people up in the front of the stage and they're all standing there and it's every person who ever had a hand in training that dog. There's probably 12 or 15 people standing up there and the veteran is the last person in line. Uh, that veteran is part of this ceremony has to get up and discuss how they ended up where they are right then today. Um, 
And then this dog, they literally pass the leash. He walks in front of the line of people. They pass the leash to the next person. The next person to eventually the very last person who's the director of Smoking Mountain Service Dogs hands the leash to that veteran. And I think usually it gets to about the fifth person before all these manly men are all crying. Um, I went there and said, oh, I ain't going to cry. I ain't, I ain't cried since kindergarten, you know. And uh, I tell you what, I cried like a baby. And I look around and I'm like, I might be the only one. I look around, everybody's crying. So yeah. it's, uh, it's really emotional. Um, it's a fantastic ceremony. They stream them live now since COVID wow. on their Facebook page. So you can tune in and watch it there. But uh, yeah, it's life-changing. It really is. Do you have any of the veterans and dogs and, and folks like that? Do they attend the weigh-in and the raffles? Or do they fish in it? Do you have that kind of participation? Yeah, we do. Um, so since me teaming up with the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs, it's really – it's really opened a lot of doors. Um, I've made a lot of friends. Uh, I have a couple of guys who live here locally who come every year to my event religiously. They show up every year, no matter what. The crappy weather, it rained, it poured something fierce last October, and they were still there. It's never a question. I, I'll pick up the phone, I'll call Chad, and he's like, bro, I'm there, man. Um, so, yeah, they come out. Uh, the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs is represented there. They'll usually come out and, and shake hands and thank everybody. Um, so they're very involved with what we're doing, which I think kind of maybe goes back and shows to the amount of effort and what we've done with the event. Um, we're doing it for the right reasons, for the right causes. And I mean, it, the, the rewards show, you know, the efforts. So tell me this from our listeners Mm-hmm. Um, and from the folks that will share the angling community, what's, what's, what's some things that you need from us as an angling community that we can give you? And, and maybe we're local, maybe we're in the Carolinas, maybe we're in California, but w- what are some things that we can do if we can't be there to fish and support and to buy raffle tickets? What mm-hmm. are some of the things that we can do for you in, in the tournament? So it's, it's kind of a unique situation. Um, last year we had over eight States represented that came and fished this event. Um, we have guys who fish one day a year and this is the day. Um, actually the guy who finished third on Douglas last year, Joey Hungate, he's an air force, you know, <laughs> chief master sergeant, and he, he finished in third place, you know, and, um, but really, when it comes down to what we kind of need is um, it's awareness. That's what I hope to get out of this. Uh, I would love for a million people to go and follow the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs Facebook page. You know, I love them to follow my pages where we work very closely with them. It's the awareness of what they do and how they change these veterans' lives. Um, and of course, like I tell all of our sponsors, whether you're in this country or out of this country, we have both any, any donated item of any size makes a true difference. If I can put, if I can put your pack of three jigs with something else and something else and make a gift basket and raffle it off, I just made $20, you know, and that $20, hundred percent of it's being donated. So of course it's the donations. Uh, and look, I mean, I lose money every year doing this event. It, it is what it is. It's my passion. I don't care. Um, I don't have a lot to offer. I'm very upfront about it, but I can offer you 
advertising on social media. We have a huge following. It's it's nothing for our posts to hit ten or twenty thousand views. Uh, naturally, not paid. Um, we don't pay for any advertising. Um, so we do try to treat every sponsor, whether you're donating a five thousand dollar set of power poles or the guy who is a local small guy who makes jigs. We're we're trying to treat everybody the same. I would put this on a level. You have what's my ROI, which is the marketing side of, of what people or companies are going to do. But I put this, I think that this is a different level of people donating product time and money. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily looking for a, a marketing side of it, an accolade of, nope. of that. Right. They're, they're looking to do it because they care they empathize. They empathize for for the veterans. They empathize for what the impact this makes on other people's lives. And I think that's yeah. that's what you're getting at is you're touching an emotional part of these folks, and that's why they're willing to give. Um, yeah, you're, so. you're absolutely right. Um, everybody in this country has somebody in their family or who a friend who has served in the in the military in one mm-hmm. of the five branches. So it, you're absolutely right. It does. It hits the heart. Maybe it's a subject I think everybody can relate to. Um, and you're right. I have sponsors who do not donate to any other event. I'm, I'm talking Bass Pro Tour level companies donate to my event who ask not to be recognized because mm-hmm. they don't want everybody beating down the door or, yeah. you know, so you're absolutely right. Um if you if you follow closely, you can figure out the product on the table and who's on our shirts and not. Um, you know, so it's you're absolutely right. I think a lot of it is it's the cause, it's what it's for, um, and I'm okay with that angle, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I mean, if that's whatever your draw to it is, mine was service. It's my friends who've been affected. It's my friends who've committed suicide. It's you know my friends who've been changed by these dogs. Whatever your draw to it is is okay. Um, I'm just grateful for whatever that draw is. Who is going to win it this year? Who? Well, I mean, Jordan Marshall wants this uh, blue and lime green trophy, I'm sure. But, um, and you know, it's hard to argue statistically. I think Jordan has, I would probably pick him in my top two. Well, you um, have to. The man has won every damn AOI of any tournament trail he has fished in. <laughs> but I, I also have to tell you, there's another local guy here named Eric Thomason who always oh, yeah. seems to be right there. You know, he, it's, he's if I had to choose somebody, it's probably Eric's year. He's right, finished, Jordan? He's finished second. I've finished second twice, and I think he's finished second three times, and he's never won uh-huh. it, and I've won it once. And he would have won it the year I won it. He he did, had an unbelievable weekend. Yep. The the year that that was the year that uh, Jason did the two day format, and yep. he would have won it. Um, I probably every year except that year because I absolutely smoked him for two days. I mean, absolutely <laughs> yeah. just wrecked him. And and that you know that that was you know I had a blast. Uh, I, that that year, but I, I would say it's probably Thomason's turn. He he's he's due. It's time for him to win one. I I hope he does. I, I hope him or, or the guy that Jason just mentioned, Joey Hungate. 
I hope either one of those win because there's not going to be a single person complain about that, and that will be the loudest check-in ever if either one yeah. of those two wins. <laughs> uh, he's right. You know, but it, it's interesting because we've only had one repeat winner, and it was the first oh, couple wow. of years. It was His name was Lee Potter. You know, the first year he – he made his own buzzbait rattle trap. It is exactly what I just told you. It is a rattle trap on a buzzbait. That's what he freaking wanted on. So he makes these weird things and he doesn't fish anymore. Um, but beyond him, nobody's ever won it twice since then. Uh, it's been one in the same spot twice it by different people. It has. <laughs> but it's just interesting that, you know, people have won it that I didn't think had a chance of winning it. You know, like he, mm. it wouldn't have been in my top five. And then sometimes you get the guys who you expect to win, like the Jordans and, you know, those guys, like sometimes it works out the way, the way it's supposed it's, to. It, it's a tough tournament to win because you have a lot of local guys, especially from Chick and stuff that, that are coming up and fishing it now. And it's, it's hard to beat Chick for, for years. I mean, Chick, Chick was Chick and Watts Bar was a place to be when it was in the fall. Cause it was like, all right, they're just going to go throw a frog. And I was, I was determined. I said, I'm going to fish this damn river. And I said, I'm going to win this tournament on this freaking river. And I'm going to fish the river until I win this tournament. And after that, we, we might just keep fishing the river anyway. It took him seven uh, years, but, by the way. Seven yeah, years. It took him seven years to, to, to win it on the river. Um, Look, but, uh, it's not the length of time. It's just what happened at the end that matters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And la- uh, the year after, the, the uh, I won it and had an unbelievable weekend on the river. And then the most recent Fishing for Soldiers – I zeroed or had one fish on the river. Oh, and, shit. And I, I caught as many cows that day as I did fish. And that's, that's <laughs> a story for a different day. Um, it's, it's interesting. No, 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 no. This Bass of Bruise, you can't talk about catching cows and not tell us about catching a damn cow. Let's hear it, Jordan. Me, me, me and Eric Thomason were, were floating down the river. And um, uh, he, he texted me or he called me and he said, hey, there's there's a cow in the river. And I said, what do you mean there's a cow in the river? The river had went down like five feet in four hours. And, um, you know, it's spring. You have a bunch of big rains and stuff. All this stuff was flooded. And then the, the water just went down like five feet. And just, you know, while we were on the water, I mean, it went down quick. And um, it appeared as though... Um, they were there was just a cow stuck a baby calf in the mud stuck up to its belly and eric called me and was like man there's a cow over here so i, I pedal across the river and back up and i'm looking at it and um sure, sure enough there's there's a baby calf in the river and we had some um cam straps in, in our kayaks we were on a float and um we're trying to figure out what we're going to do and um, I've got a video on my phone. I'll have to send it to you at some point, Paul. Um, but the embankment's probably six foot, six to eight foot tall and just clay and then mud at the bottom, just slop mud. So I hand Eric this, this cam strap. He gets it around the calf because it's right there in the edge of the water. And then he ties the other cam strap together to this other strap. And then I go pedal up to somewhere I can get out that's hard, walk back down the river. He throws me the strap, and I pull this calf vertically up this bank. <laughs> and 
I mean, it, it was. I mean, it was not a, a, a big calf. I mean, it couldn't have been more than a couple of days old. It's it's a little mm. umbilical cord area was, was still kind of rough looking, right? And um, so I get it up on the bank and drag it, you know, six foot away from the edge. And I just sat down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this that I cannot believe that just happened. And Eric throws me a bottle of water. I'm trying to wash its mouth and face off and stuff and try to get it to stand up, make sure its legs work. And I get it to stand up, and I take the strap off of it. And this little prick runs directly off the cliff back into the mud. <laughs> Falls it's- flat on its little muddy freaking face. <laughs> I will never forget the sound of that thing hitting all four little hooves down back in that mud. Just- I mean, it looked like Wiley Coyote running off the cliff. And just, <clears throat> I'm like, Eric's like, you blankety blank calf, you whore, this stupid thing. We're leaving this thing. I said, no. I said, we're not leaving this thing. I said, I, there's there's cows 200 yards from me back behind this 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 phone right now. And Y'all I said, fishing I know. a tournament right now. We're yeah. fishing a tournament. We're in the middle of a tournament. Yeah. A tournament I'm defending my title is, is champion. <laughs> and I'm having a bad day. The, the, the river was low. Um, we're floating the river. The river came down on us. Um, AJ McWarder actually was fishing with us. One of the few tournaments that AJ fished last year, it's a charity tournament and he was, he was fishing it. And I told him, I said, AJ, come to the river. We'll go catch donkey smallmouth. And he said, okay, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, this is, this is three months, this is three or four months removed from TOC where I, where I finished second. Right. And, and that's, that's, that's the, that's what's going through AJ's mind. Right, right, right. And um, that's also going through my mind. No joke. So me, Eric and AJ all had one fish and there was somebody else with us on that float too. I don't even remember who it was. Oh, pro neighbor. How did I forget? Pro neighbor was on the float too. And I don't, I don't know what pro neighbor had, but we were all struggling. And um, so, so we get this thing around it again. And drag it, drag this freaking calf back up the cliff. This time, I turn, put the strap over, and I'm 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 dragging it over the shoulder up in the middle of this field, and I'm hollering for people, "Hey, is this my stupid calf?" That's how I get up there. I'm out of breath, and it, it more than probably sounded like, "Hey." Is anybody else? <laughs> so I, I took a bottle of water with me and I didn't even bother pouring on that calf. I drank the rest of the water myself. I, I didn't even pour it on that calf. And uh, I was like, you know what? I took the straps off of it. I rolled it over and I just beeline back to the bank. Right. And I jumped back off and got, got my kayak, got down through there. And Eric goes, you know, we probably should have made sure that calf wasn't going to jump and run back in the water. I said, Eric, I said, if that thing, I want to get away from here quick enough where I don't know if it's back in the water or not. Because if it falls, <laughs> if it goes back off that cliff, I don't I don't have the strength to leave it there. And the worst part about it all was when I told my girlfriend about it, she was pissed off I didn't take it home. She said, she said, you passed up on a perfect opportunity for a house cow. Thank God I passed up on the opportunity for the house cow. <laughs> All right, so so what 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 I'm sitting here thinking about is Jordan's been talking about a YouTube channel for about two years now, 
that right there would have propelled him into yep. YouTube stardom. Yep. Only if he'd have been recording. Yeah, Miss. I, 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 yeah, I've, I've got it on. I've got a short video of, of Eric uh, recording me as I was pulling it up the bank. But other, other than that, that was that was about it. I, I've I've missed out on so many opportunities to be YouTube gold. It's not even funny. I I, uh, I mean, bu- we can talk bullshit meltdowns. We can yep. talk um, <laughs> large large birds picking baits up, rats out of the water that I've been throwing. Um, the alligator trip, um, when we were in Louisiana and yeah. the, the, these guys actually made me a trophy because I, I embodied the whole state of Louisiana on that trip. <laughs> um, I, I hit an alligator in my kayak and it spun me around. And it, I, I like to think, I like to think I'm a pretty bad dude, right? Like, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a UFC fighter, right? But you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, a, a decent sized dude. I like guns and, and chewing tobacco and all, all that kind of stuff. You country, all that. you country. So I like to think country, I'm a pretty boy. bad dude. And I keep a Glock in my center hatch of my Hobie a lot of times. I've mentioned it here and there. Um, and I'm not afraid of the alligators. Now, I'm not going to go piss one off on purpose, but I, you know, I, I'm not particularly afraid of one. And it turns out when you hit one and you don't know it's there, at least me, it turns out when I hit one, I I, I do this. I, I turn into a small girl and I, I tuck my <laughs> knees up like this and I go, oh my God, what was that? What, what was that? What was that? <laughs> and there's no reaching for the pistol and shooting in the water until you shoot no, something. No, there, none nope. of that happens. It happens nope. so fast. It turns out. That I look around to figure out what's going on before I grab and shoot. Good, good, good or bad thing, I don't know, because um, I, I certainly did not have the legal representation to shoot an alligator in Venice. But, <laughs> but that's the type of place that I think you can get away with it with a good enough story. And it, and that was all fun and games until we got back to the to the to the what the the, the locals called a mud launch. Yeah, there, the mud launch. And which is basically just the only flat, hard sand area that you can drive on in South Louisiana. And it's behind, uh, well, we, we won't say where it's at. You, I like you spot. Where, I'm but... secretive. I don't care if it's five states away and I ain't been there in two years. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we get back to this little area and we see this old man. I mean, he, he, he looks like he, he looks rough. Got an old giant flat bottom boat. And he's got all these poles in his in his in his uh, in his boat. And we said, "What you doing?" He said, "Hunting alligators." And we said, "I said, man, I said there's one <laughs> right over there. It, it's a good one too. That thing had to have been ten foot long or bigger because it turned me around. It was every bit as big as the kayak was." And I said, "That's a big one over there." And I said, "I snuck up on it." He said, "Oh, oh. he said." You don't sneak up on alligator. Alligator sneak up on you. And and the rest of the day, I was like, you know what? That shit ain't nearly as funny as I thought it was when I had. And look, y'all. If, if y'all want to hear the whole story, we did talk about this on the nights that the lights went out in Murrayville. It, it, the first time Jordan came on, it was episode thirty-four. I was just looking at it. Episode 34, you can go hear about two hours and nine minutes of Jordan Marshall stories, and it is absolute gold. Doesn't even we talked about we talked about stories. 
and mishaps and spinner baits and all, it was it was a grand time, grand time. So, Jason, do you do you get to get out and fish anymore, or are you just like what does your fishing yeah. look like? Are you kayak fishing? Are you boat fishing? Are you tournament fishing? Are you fun fishing? What what does that look like for you? So pre kids, um, I fished extremely competitively all the way up through the Bassmaster Opens. Um, mostly bass boat fishing, um, competitively fished local clubs here, mostly in a kayak. Um, it seems now most of my weekends, uh, like I told you a little bit earlier, I've got six and a half year old triplets. Uh, my weekends seem to be, um, pretty tied up. Um, so I get to fish during the week a little bit, but it's mostly, you know, in a bass boat, local tournament, little stuff. Um. I don't get the little, fish well, little, but little inside information that I don't guess Paul knows about. Have you decided on a new ride yet, Jason? Oh, uh, I, I did. Um, and I go pick it up on Monday. Uh, oh, so I went, let's yeah, go. Let's go. How long will it take before it has a Fishing for Soldiers red, white, and blue wrap on it? Oh, so... It's going to have a wrap, and it's going to have Fishing for Soldiers, but I don't think I'm going to go crazy bright red, white, and blue like last time. I'm going to yeah. do a subdued flag, probably olive green and black. Oh, that's dope. But it's a uh, it's a Phoenix 920 Elite. I go pick it up on Monday. Woo! Yes. Nice. He, he upgraded. <laughs> that's a good upgrade. That's, a lot, faster my, that's a lot faster my boat. Uh, oh, how, how, oh, speak. I know, I know we got to keep it on hour. So make this quick, Jordan. How fast is the new motor on the boat? Um, it, it runs, um, five one, I think is, is pretty consistent. Um, I, I think, um, I've had it up to around six when I'm pedaling with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, um, I, I've had my, PA 14 before just pedaling it, everything brand new, hardly anything in it with some current up to seven. And I think you could probably get it in the correct, um, everything ideal. You could probably get that motor to push that thing eight. If it was in that same area of the river and everything was going correctly. Yeah. So I, I average, I average, uh, glass water, my PA 14 with 180 drive. On tournament day, I, I'm going to average 4.25 miles per hour. I can that's, go. That's that, booking it. I'm impressed by that. Mm-hmm. I can go that fast for about two and a half miles before I before it starts slowing down. That's impressive because wow. I, I I probably couldn't do four and a quarter for that long. Yeah. I can't. Well, yeah. I'm I'm steady at about three and a half, three point six, looking at yep. Naviana on my phone, and I can do that yeah. pretty sustained. There's where the motor comes in. As Dylan talked about, he went seven miles for that tournament he won this past weekend. You ain't going seven miles in no damn pedal kayak. I can almost guarantee you because you're going to have about an hour and a half to fish before you get the pedal your ass back. That's where the motors come in. So we're going to go off from there. I got one more question for Jason before we get into the good questions. 
we're going to link everything down below for sure, y'all, uh, for Jason. I'll get all the, the links and everything for the tournament. Um, where, if we want to, do you have any apparel, stickers? You know how you know how damn cat people oh, love a sticker. Yeah. I where, do. Where can we find stickers to put on our shit or hats or shirts, whatever it may be? Where do we find all that? So up until recently, um, we've done at event only sales um, of apparel, hats, buffs, uh, sweatshirts, all these things. It's usually been in-person only. Um, there's been a huge demand here lately and a lot of that question about people wanting to buy things. Um, and once we survive this March kayak event, we are going to offer for the first time ever a fishing for soldiers performance, hundred percent moisture wicking shirt, uh, for sale on our Facebook page. Um, it's going to be a flat rate for the shirt, regardless of size you get and shipping will be included. Um, proceeds from it will get donated. Um, it will not be like our event shirts. It's going to be something that's going to stand alone by itself. Uh, the event shirts are still going to be specific to the events. They're going to have our logo on the front. It has the military branches and the flag on the back between your shoulders and then our tier one sponsors. Um, the generic shirt that we're going to sell to anybody who wants one uh, is going to be our logo on the front, the branches, and the American flag on the back. So it's going to be very simple, very basic, and it's probably going to be offered in our event colors, which are uh, royal blue and lime green. Stickers. Where the hell do we get stickers? <laughs> <laughs> so, great question. For some reason, Kayak Christian had this obscene obsession with stickers. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I saw, look, we love our, we love our apparel. Yes. But we want stickers, and we got to have a sticker for every angle of the kayak. Yes. So, the kayak anglers got, the, got their freak on for the stick-ons, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> we stick a hose. We stick a hose. That is factual. Um, so those as well, um, this was something else that's been asked a lot about, about from us. Uh, and they're going to go on sale on the Facebook page the same time that the shirts drop. Uh, okay. The flat rate, we'll drop them in envelopes, as you want, we'll mail them to you, and we're going to offer them in a few different colors. Nice. We'll get all that link. So we're, we're coming up, we're coming up on that hour. So what we're going to do now is, th this are our shotgun questions, as my co-host Alex Swamp Rat Fishing calls it, and uh, hope he's going to be back soon, y'all, I promise. Anyway... <laughs> So, Jason, I'm going to ask these questions, and Jordan's going to answer them, too, because I can't remember if we got finished or not, and I didn't go back and listen. So, Jason, you answer first. Jordan, you answer second. But, Jason, I asked the question, and you answered. There ain't no thinking through it. Don't be like Chris from the Paddler's Playbook and, and say an answer and then want to get a diatribe of why you think your answer is what it is. Just answer okay. the damn question. We'll move Fair. on to the next one unless I don't agree, and then I'll chastise you a little bit. <laughs> okay. He, will, he will, too. I think I answered one or two of them. He was giving all the <laughs> I'm pretty sure Jordan answered the majority of them, but it don't matter. He's going to do it again tonight. He gets the full Bass and Bruise treatment tonight <laughs> because we're on time, y'all. This is going to be the shortest shit I have ever done. This is wonderful. Jason, first question, Crocs yeah. or flip-flops? Crocs. So when are we getting 
Crocs. Brandy, fishing for soldiers? Fishing for soldiers. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. I guess you could take your sticker that we're going to sell and you could put it on this, your Crocs. No, I got it. I got it. Have you seen those little things you could pop into the holes on the Crocs? Yes. On Facebook? Yeah, yes. Fishing for soldiers, little Crocs. Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna start I'm gonna start pinging Crocs on Instagram and fishing for soldiers. We're gonna make this shit happen. Make Crocs it happen. Or Crocs, I'm, Crocs I'm, or I'm gonna start wearing Crocs to my tournaments and get all my sponsors with little charms, and I'm gonna put all my charms on <laughs> my Crocs. And instead of jerseys, I'm gonna have Crocs with my jersey cars on. Look, look, Jordan, Jordan's Crocs is gonna look like is gonna look like that 65 year old woman. Back in the '90s and early 2000s, that outback that had been waitressing there for like 20 years, that had all the pins. That's yeah. what his Crocs are going to look like. He's going to be the 65 year old woman of kayak fishing and Crocs. Sorry, Jordan. That's all right. I'm just trying to be famous. I, I got a mullet. Obviously, I like attention. I, look, I still think you need to go with the curl. Oh, I love it. I think you need to go with the curls like I sent you that picture that time. Bo, hey, look at you. You look I like Joe do, Dirt. I might just get it. Bo, that's a Joe Dirte. Joe Dirte? Jordan Dirte Marshall. Who I've been called worse, I promise. Mm-hmm. You've been called worse by better, I'm sure. All right, Crocs or Flops, Jordan? Crocs. There we go. Jason, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No. I love you. Man, we good. High five. You tell we country. We real country. You going to spend more on a rod or a reel, Jason? It's going to be the reel. Ah. Reel for bait casting, rod for spinning. Yeah. Pick one. Pick one. Uh, Reel. Reel. Wow, really? Oh, man. Yeah. I I can can make a $29. I need something to cast a long ways. I can make a $29 rod work, but I can't make a $29 reel work. <laughs> there you go. Look, look, the most expensive fucking lures I throw are on a Black Max reel. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest, most expensive shit I throw is on Black Max reel with, with uh Trilene Big Game 25-pound test Absolutely. on a on a Saint, yes, on a Saint Croix brute six six broomstick, and let me tell you, since I started throwing that shit on that stuff out the kayak, I hadn't. It's been the best thing ever. I ain't caught no damn fish, but I don't get no backlashes when I get it hung. I can yank and pull, and that, <laughs> that, that, that was that what you're throwing around on that combo right there. No shit, I can't pull it. No, I got a damn eight inch swim bait soft plastic holobolly swim bait that somebody gave me. You can go back and look at the stuff. I've been throwing on no, I ain't throwing nothing. I look I ain't got money that's, that's, like you that's all. big boy toys right there. It, it don't show I, how big that is. That's as big as my head. It, that's pretty big. Yeah. I ain't I ain't and this got thing no is money. large. <laughs> all right Jason in a three yep. hour session you want to catch five two pounders damn excuse me or one seven pounder Five two pounders. Oh, cool. Jordan. Um five two pounders, one seven pounder, and a three I'm probably catching session. one seven pounder. Yeah, yeah. Why why are two why the five pounders, Jason? 
I come from a bass boat mentality and they make fun of me. Jordan, Eric, my, my crew makes fun of me all the time. I'm hung up on this. I need five fish. All tournaments should be five fish. Like I got this five fish thing. One fish ain't going to win you the tournament. If you can have a 10 pounder and the guy who rolls up with five 16 inch fish, he's going to beat you every time. Hell, the guy with three 16 inch fish is going to beat your 23 inch fish every time in a tournament. So I just have a different mentality. And, and so I agree with this. I don't want people to say, well, in a tournament setting or fun fishing. No, no, no. First yep. come to mind, but I'll say this. I caught two fish in this last tournament, 18 and a half incher and that 23 and a quarter. Yep. And if I would have caught two 18s, I'd have come home pissed off, fucking probably throwing shit in the garage, mad <laughs> as hell. But I caught a eight, almost eight and a half pound, 23 inch fish. And that was, I came in second and one big bass. But even if I didn't, catching a big ass fish like that and having our camera and and understanding my reaction and being able to watch it like a, like a, like a dumbass over and over, (laughs) I I like that big fish, man. All right. Wacky rig or Texas rig? Good Lord. Don't get me with that fairy wand crap. Give me a damn Texas rig and let me fish. Look, I fish a lot of Cinco's in the spawn and postpone, but they're all Nico rigged. Hold on. They're all Nico rigged and I power fish them. I can fish that shit faster than I can fish my spinner bait, my chatter bait or any top water. And I catch the shit out of them, at least at Sharon Harris. Jordan, wacky rig or Texas rig, Hoss? Texas rig, no questions asked. Um, Have you ever thrown... A wacky rig Cinco in your entire life? Yeah, I have. I, I don't like to admit it, but yeah, I have. Um, that last time I was down at Caddo, that was the only thing anybody could freaking catch any fish off of. You, you so go to he, you go to Bass Pro and be like, um, yeah, I, somebody told me they were catching fish on black and blue Cinco's. Y'all, y'all got any? They're like, oh no, um, we've been sold out for like six years of black and blue Cinco's. Yeah, you're out of luck. <laughs> That's the only freaking thing they throw down there. You, you ask yeah. anybody, bass boat or anybody down there, you, you go pull up on the bank and you'll go fishing, and some old man in a crappie boat, uh, spider rig, will pull up and be like, You ain't catching no fish. Michael Mosenko. <laughs> Look, I imagine Jordan Marshall throwing a Cinco three or four cast. And then after that, that third or fourth cast, he reels it in. And I, I imagine him throwing the whole damn combo with everything, just throwing that shit in the water and picking something else up and going to it and being like, you know what? I ain't worried about it. So my, Fun fact, my I, I, do throw, I do throw a Cinco on a bait caster. Well, I think ha- personally, some of them are heavy I, enough. If I roll up on Jordan and he's holding a, a spinning rod, I'm going home. Shit went sideways. <laughs> sideways. Things are way off. The moon is out. The sun at the same time. I'm going to the house. Yeah. Yeah, that, that right. yeah, I'm done. All right, Jason. Slow jams or hype music? Oh, give me the hype music, man. I'm getting hyped, too. I'm hyped. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I don't listen to a lot of music, but when I do, I, I want some tearing shit up music. Yeah, I agree. All right, hype music hype. for Jordan. So, oh, I'm, I'm I'm hype. I'm listening to Turnpike Troubadours or, or some good good country music. It, it don't necessarily have to be 
hype hype music, but I mean it, it's something upbeat when I'm fishing. I got uh, upbeat. That's a good term. All right, Jason, this is the most important question of all everything we ask here tonight. This we've had we've had folks that have answered this question improperly. Not necessarily okay. wrong, but improperly. And they they have been they have been brought up numerous times. And I'm not gonna bring I'm not gonna bring one of my great buddies up again with this because I do every podcast. I told him like six podcasts ago I quit bringing him up. But this is the most important question of the night. You know how anglers love a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. What are your top three sandwich proteins? I'm gonna go with ham. I'm gonna go with uh, salami and probably a pepperoni. Good, all 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 delicious proteins, safe mm-hmm. proteins. You didn't say spinach and you didn't say cheese. So no. you have you you are definitely never last in this question, Jordan. Good. Now you you've you've had a chance to think about this. So don't fuck it up. <laughs> Top three sandwich proteins. Turkey, ham, and pastrami. Well, see, look, now we got a country boy talking about pastrami. Like, mm. that's that's some culture right there. Jordan uh, hold, has hold been. Jordan turkey, been places. Turkey, bologna, pastrami. Oh, oh, oh. We, we getting Oscar Mayer bologna, or you getting that thick, that thick from the Whatever, Whatever's bologna. thickest, wherever I can get it. I, I, I have no brand preference. <laughs> As long as it's got some grit to it, I gotta peel the red stuff off the outside, yes. and then yes. it, it's gotta be thick. Tell them, Jordan. And I'm not saying thick. I'm saying thick. Unless yeah. Oscar Mayer wants to sponsor you, you don't have a preference. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm here for it. I'm Oscar Mayer, uh, mane and tail to wash my hair. Um, Stoker's chewing tobacco. I'm here for all of it. I'm just waiting. <laughs> They're gonna come calling eventually. <laughs> if y'all want to give me money to fish, I will eat, chew, or wear any product you make. Yep. Promise. Uh, absolutely. All right. Uh, Crocs, too. I ain't forgot Bo. about that either. Boat. I, I don't know. Jordan, you might know. Look, I wear Crocs fishing 365 days a year. It can be 19, 15 degrees outside. I have Crocs on with no socks. Uh, all the time, man. My feet get cold straight up. That that's but, the reason why I couldn't legitimately wear Crocs when I'm fishing. My feet get cold. It don't matter if it's in the sun. I got blue jeans on and a pair of Justin boots. You look at all my tourniquet pictures, and you look at all mine, and it's 32 degrees outside. And my feet, my ugly ass little teeny feet, are in my pictures. Um, and they're like, oh my god, you ain't got no shoes on. But I also launched my kayak in 35 degree water calf deep with crocs on uh i launch it and get but here's the i'll make we ain't gonna get into this shit crocs no socks if y'all want to learn why message me and i'll tell you and i need i need to make a post about it because people don't believe me but i promise i'm about to go inside and put toe warmers on just because you said that my feet get cold right now (laughs) all right all right, Jason, um, yeah. we're, I, we're, me and you are going to have to link up before okay. this post because I want to make sure I get everything in the comments below so folks can hear. And I'm going to drop this episode before Friday 
Okay. Um, I'm probably going to drop it Thursday because when when's the tournament and when's the cutoff time for registration? So uh, the tournament is March 12th, so you can sign up on 20X. Um, there is no cutoff for registration, so you can register all the way up until tournament morning. Um, and it is on 20X, and this year's boat that we're giving away is a Hobie Outback. And every angler who fishes gets a raffle ticket. You come to weigh in, you got everybody gets the same odds winning a Hobie Outback this year. I'm I'm there for the raffle this year. I'm feeling I'm feeling the <laughs> raffle. Yeah, Jordan says that, but he's also going to win. All right, Jason, yeah. holler holler out holler out all the people you want to thank. People want to bring attention to. Uh, yeah, it does. If it, this can go on for the next thirty minutes, it don't matter. Holler at the people that make a shit happen that you want to other people to go to. Okay, first of all, it's the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs and. Um, our U.S. service members. That's what it's all about. The sponsors who make it happen, without a doubt, every year for us, it's Frontier Outdoors in Kingston, Tennessee. They donate the boat, everything. They're they're by far our, our greatest sponsor. Uh, Clayton Homes, Pilot Flying J, Walmart, Academy Sports, without a doubt. We couldn't do it without Academy Sports. Um, oh, my goodness. Power Pole, Vicious Fishing Line, Mega Bass, um, Frog Togs, Ober Gatlinburg. Oh man, you guys put me on the, the, the spot. people that bring the oil. I'll, I'll try to help oh, you out, Jason. Luke, There's oil help that me out, comes, Jordan. all those all those rods. You, you can yeah. name the companies. I'm just trying to think of stuff hey, I put Enigma, in raffles for. Enigma fishing, ducket fishing, um, rattle trap, river to sea, vicious fishing, trilene and pure fishing, Lucas Oil. Without a doubt, couldn't do it without Lucas. Uh, I don't know if I said Clayton Holmes, uh, they're our largest cash sponsor, our biggest backer. Couldn't do it without Clayton Holmes every year. Um, holy goodness. Hey, don't feel bad. Name the ones that come to your mind. What we'll do, get me a list. We'll put okay. everybody in that list and tag them and put them okay. out there. So continue naming the ones that come to the forefront and look, if you're not named, don't feel bad because I did not prep him for this because this is bass and bruise and we don't prep for shit with the exception no, of no cracking prep. open a beverage. Um, <laughs> I, I want some Stanley Muggs no. before. I don't know if Stanley, Stanley Muggs is still the Stanley yeah. Cup people. Stanley, Stanley Thermoses, Jackson Kayaks, Orion Coolers, mm. Hobie, AJ. Couldn't do it without those guys. Mm. Um, Tourney X, I'm sure. Fastboat Electronics.com. Um, I couldn't do it without Bunch Marine. Um, Mercury. Oh, goodness. I can't do it without Mercury. They're a phenomenal sponsor of ours over the years. Um, I said Academy already, but man, I, just, I can't do it without Academy and, and Frontier Outdoors. Those, awesome. two, those two really make it float for us. They, they really do. Um, I know I'm missing a whole bunch of them, and I feel real bad, and it's just there's a ton of them. I, I, there's probably a hundred and um, they're, we try to do it justice. And uh, yeah, it's, it's uh gets it is on there. Um, the crappie fishing guy. I just drew a blank, but um, I couldn't do it without um, rip wrap fishing and Robert Alder with um, driftwood swim baits, custom swim baits. 
the guy who makes my whole morning happen on event days, Captain Scott Manning. He's a veteran, um, U.S. Army. He uh, runs and owns Tennessee River Monsters. They guide for catfish Ooh. and stripers. Uh, he is my my man who makes everything happen. Uh, there's a couple people, too. Um, Holly Tridell with CNC Outdoors. Um, she makes my weigh-ins happen. She does it all for me. I've had a ton of help this year from Andrew Dotson with my X setup and running that. Um, I couldn't do it without those two people. Um, Matt McKee with McKee Outdoors. He helps get my mornings off as well. Um, the volunteers, Barbecue Haas feeds everybody for free every year. Chick-fil-A, same deal, feeding everybody. Um, that's no easy task, feeding a bunch of anglers coming off the water. Um, Amy Murray, John Murray's husband. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows who John Murray is. Um, his wife, Amy, is my guru of raffles and all things money. Uh, she's a fantastic help. Um, and I can't, I couldn't do it really, honestly, without my wife. Um, she lets me do this crazy stuff. She says my house looks like Bass Pro Shops every year, and I don't get to keep any of it. Uh, she's she's really the the push that lets me make it happen. Um, kayak fishing with Christ. They're a big supporter of ours, and they bring oh, yeah. members from all over the country. Nice. Um, I could not do it without Santiago Rivera uh, and Leticia. I, I couldn't do it without those guys. Um, their support means the world to me. Um, and, and my crew, uh, Jordan Marshall, Eric Thomason, Brad Crum, Kent Vanover. Uh, I couldn't do it without those guys. They supported me through the craziness of trying to make everybody happy and not making anybody happy to opening my mind to things that maybe is outside my box. So I couldn't do without the, you know, those friends. Um, but really I just want everybody to remember that it does come down to our veterans and the Smoky Mountain Service Dogs. That's what all these companies donate to. Um, that's what this whole thing's about. Um, and that's where my passion is. So I'm sure I'm leaving people out and I feel real bad and I do apologize. Um, all the sponsors are so important to us. We'll get them all named. And I think you said, what is it? One in 22 veterans. So suicide. 20, 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Okay, so, so we've lost roughly 7,000 troops since we've started this operation during freedom and um, operation Iraqi freedom. Um, and we have lost four times that number to suicide at home. Mm. So uh, yeah, 20, 22 a day. So this this is one of the avenues to decrease that number and yes. and to provide assistance and help to, to folks that not only need it but want it. Folks that are looking for that that help, that guidance. Yeah. Uh, I talked earlier about all the avenues and different things that have opened up through this event. And um, one of them is we've been reached out to many times with veterans are backs against the wall and they don't know where to go. Mm. Um, we have helped veterans get into facilities, medical treatments, um, homeless veterans. Um, I had a guy show up at my event one year. He's a homeless veteran and he just showed up for a free meal and we got him linked up and teamed up um, with volunteers of America and they got him housed and fed and cleaned up and employed and, um, so we do a lot more nice. than behind the scenes than I think most people would ever realize. Uh, 
that's that's where folks if you're if you're thinking about donating or want to i think that's where you're also going to see a big difference too is it's it's not just the tournament it's just not just the dogs there's a lot of other things that providing support for for jason um that that are helping people that just aren't associated with fishing in that tournament so uh, there is you know when you look at the sponsor list there's companies on there have nothing to do with fishing at all. That's I right. I mean, you know, right. but it, it's the investment in our military service members, uh, our veteran community. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of unique to see everybody kind of come together uh, for a common goal, even if it's outside of their box, outside of their scope mm-hmm. of what they do. Um, and it, it's kind of welcoming. I mean, we've had over the years, we've had massage parlor envy things not that massage the the, the, the hot rocks and you, you know yeah, yeah. The pedicures and manicures and they've donated to us and we wrap mm-hmm. them off as you know weekend getaways yeah. um and and they're hot commodities at the raffle table because oh. we do have a lot of families who come to these events and the wives want to spend money they want to they want to be a part of it uh but they really don't need a whole bag of senko so 300 there's another one yamamoto huge sponsor they don't need a whole bunch of Senkos. So, but the, the Massage Envy, you know, and the Ober Gatlinburg, you, you know, and the two-night stay that's donated by Holiday Inn and Pigeon Forge, like all of a sudden, that's a romantic getaway. So, you know, it, it, you know, yeah. they all come together. It's pretty cool. Nice. Jordan, now, a, a lot has changed here recently with people you should be shouting out. So tell us about tell us about what you got going on here recently. Shout them out, and I hope we have a YouTube channel you can shout out that we can actually follow now. <laughs> uh, yeah, you still can't follow the YouTube channel. It's, it's still working progress. I've got. Hold on, I'm making progress. So hold on here. I got. I got a little 360 camera. I got my my my, my fancy camera. Hell yeah! I, I'm, I'm working on it. Give me a break. Look, look you trying. got the tools. One, you got the camera tools to make a video per year, and then one one mount per year, and all that stuff. Eventually, I'm going to have enough stuff to actually record, and all my cameras are going to be too old to use. Um, but, and Jordan's but, also going to be too old to pet around that damn Hobie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the time everything happens, yeah, probably. All right, buddy. Tell, but, tell us, uh, shout out to tell people because I know you got some big time sponsors that are that are new. Yeah. Uh, so here, since since I've been on, um, got got hooked up with Cashin. Um, I've been I've been a fan. I've been a real big fan of Cashin for a while. Um, it's 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 crazy how all that happened. Uh, but I, I've been using a couple of their rods for a long time. A couple years since I've been uh, catching a bunch of fish in these TOCs, um, so it's it's great to finally um, meet a lot of those guys and, and hang out with them. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with some of the ones I haven't met this week at the Classic. Um, same same way with Z Man. I mean, I think everybody's heard it by now. When when I'm catching fish and I'm in my zone, I'm throwing a jackhammer, I'm throwing a sling blade spinner bait, and you know, kind of doing that kind of thing and um i can't thank them enough for for welcoming me with with that unbelievable group of anglers that they have from from all over the place bass bow and and kayak guys that's you know a super fantastic thing and we, we talked about the motor earlier and i'm powering all that by an mtech lithium battery that's been unbelievable i mean i ran that thing for three days in texas and never even had to charge it 
I just kept running that thing and running Whoa. it and running it. And I, I just couldn't believe how long that thing was, was running with a 60 volt 20 or uh 24 volt 60 amp. It just ran, ran. I was doing donuts out there. I don't know if you saw that video or not, but I was out there doing donuts. Both, both. Not only did we see it, people shared the shit out of it. And instead of fishing, all we saw was you out there turning donuts like a good old redneck boy with his lifted truck and brand new tires. <laughs> man, you can't, give a, kid awesome, a, man. you can't give a kid with a, a mullet a new toy and say, hey, <laughs> don't do donuts with this. <laughs> don't you wear these tires out. Motor on 10. Yeah. Wide open, son. Just, just burning it out. But see, um, that's that's one of the things though that you'll see in kite fishing. That's that's like that's the kind of shit people post. That's the that's what makes kite fishing that that real side of it, where people can get in touch. You get a damn motor and you're out there just you having a it's about having a good time. And I think kayak anglers really embody having a good time. Absolutely. Anyway, my dive uh, yeah, J- Jason mentioned McKee Outdoors earlier. Man, M- McKee's been fantastic. Um, they, uh, Matt's Matt's been super welcoming to me ever since I was, you know, just running around fishing ponds and going into a shop and buying Cinco's and throwing Cinco's and ponds around town. And, um, you know, a lot, lot of local bait shops are, you know, different with, with, you know, you walk in and they're just talking to all the old men that are hanging out there and they, they don't want to talk to some young kid. But, man, that, Matt and his dad, Randy, were always super nice to me and, and – have, have always been that way. So that's, they're, they're fantastic. If anybody is in town, you know, check them out. I mean, check out Holly too. I'm not saying anything bad against her. Holly runs CNC outdoors and she, she's as nice as she can be too. her, her and Romines. Um, that's, I think that, uh, Hobie, obviously, you know, wh- whether they, I'm, I'm on the team or not, I'm, I'm running the Hobie. I think they're unbelievable boats and, kayak cushion which i'm sitting on right now that's that's on my <laughs> chair in my in my little barn here and uh R- revo eyewear you can probably see my my fancy sunglass tan i've already got going on here y'all see that <laughs> your coon eyes yeah I, I got i got i got the eyewear tan already I, I don't have any fish but i've caught a mean sunglass tan already this year. <laughs> i lost my mojo Tw- 2022 is no mojo year so far so uh, well, well, like you said, when we when we've been back and forth, like you said, this 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 really ain't your time of year. Need to heat up a little bit, and then you'll be you'll be ready to roll, right? I, I, I tried to hit the stop loss button last week when I drove to Eufaula in South Alabama in that eighty five degree weather, and I showed up and it was forty one degrees. <laughs> Look, they 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 it's tough fishing this time of year. Well, look at here, we're gonna end this. Um, We'll y'all y'all hang around after a little bit so we can make sure we get all our stuff done. So uh, we're going to end the the live broadcast of this, and by live I mean the recorded side because it ain't live live anyway. Doesn't matter. Look, guys, thank you for coming on, Jordan. Thanks for, for thanks for setting this up. This all got set up by Jordan and yeah. uh, him wanting to guest co-host. Jason, thank you for coming on and sharing your story and sharing what you're doing for, for veterans and for the dogs that are getting paired with the veterans. It's great. The tournament's awesome. We're going to link a lot of this stuff 
Uh, I'm going to plan on getting this out Thursday instead of Friday just because it might give some time for some folks that might listen to this. All of our tens of twenties of listeners um, <laughs> to, to get over there. I, I'm in North Carolina and where y'all are, we're probably, I think, four hours away. Mm-hmm. So this is a, you know, this is a makeable tournament for me mm-hmm. in the future. Um, yeah. But yeah. Thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, anybody y'all forgot want to holler at? Nope. All right. Thank you, good. All right, guys. This is it. This is another Bass and Brews podcast. Your weekly distraction for high-quality podcast content is right here. When you want to listen to some debauchery, you come here. But tonight was a great show. We thank you. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you next week. And hell.